So I have been writing, best friends. And when I say I've been writing, I've been writing a lot. Most of you know that I am a full-time novelist, but my heart and soul lies with screenwriting and making movies. So I sent a screenplay into a competition. It did well, got a lot of attention, and got thrust into this whirlwind of, you know, what it means to really be a part of the Hollywood process. So things were on hold for a while, but you know this podcast means everything to me and I have to come back and I had to come back. So here I am. Right before this competition, you know, got underway, I found this article. It actually popped up on Reddit, but it says psychopathic men have a personality style that makes them attractive to women. And I was so interested in this article. And if you want to read this article, search psychopathic men have a personality style that makes them attractive to women. You'll find it. It's not a long, detailed um, article, but it's definitely interesting. It even talked about how inmates are successfully able to seduce COs and things like that. Um, Number one, because they are focused and have nothing else better to do, but also you know, their seeking of these women or out of these COs normally is in relation to wanting sex or wanting something. But to be fair, you know, men are also being seduced by other men. Um, Men are being seduced by women. So people are in general attracted to psychopathic men. So I decided to do a lot of research to get a little bit more into that because I find it so interesting. So this is what I came up with. Now, what I found is so extensive that I had to break this podcast up into two. So this is part one. Part two will be airing soon. But here it goes. Number one, psychopathic men are they have a superficial like charm with them. Um, They give lots of compliments, but often these compliments are like unsincere or unsincere, insincere. And it doesn't mean that they don't find you attractive, that they aren't enamored with you or um, any of that. It just means that a lot of times when they're shooting off compliments, it's they have an end in mind. So it's superficial, you know, but when they give you their attention, they make you believe that you are the only person in the world. Number two, they are grandiose so that you see them when they come in the room. They have a style that's impressive. They want you to notice them. So think Sean. Um, If it's a thug entrepreneur, I'm talking about fresh sneaks, a chain, He's going to always wear the label. So he's going to have on his Gucci shoes with his Gucci belt and his Gucci sunglasses. But if it's like a business type man, he's going to have on a nice pair of slacks that are designer, very nice shoes, a nice shirt. If he have, has on a uh, suit, I mean, or a dress coat, it may have on the cufflinks with it that are nice. Hair is going to be pristine. They need their looks to be on par in order to bait you. So think about the worm on the hook. If they were a mess, you're not going to be interested. These men shine. It doesn't mean that everybody that shines is a psychopath, but for psychopaths, it's a necessity. They have to look the part. Number three was really interesting for me because psychos need stimulation. 
whether it's jumping out of airplanes, playing rough uh, sports, you know, where they can possibly get hurt, anything that has danger um, involved, they want to be a part of. And if they're not those type of people, they are going to be drug users. And it doesn't mean they're going to be serious drug users, because remember, if they all the way in on drugs, they can't rope their prey. So they will be casual drug users. They're going to be um, alcoholics, you know, not alcoholics, but like the alcohol. Or they will do things to anger you, you know, to, to get you uh, so mad with them that you yell at them and then they feel something. Or they're going to be highly erotic, you know, know how to make you make your toes curl, how to make you feel um, alive. And then once they feel something, whatever that thing is, they like pan out, it smooths out, you know, and it's sometimes they'll be okay for an hour or two, or sometimes it may be a day, but they will always come back to that desire to feel something. It is in their blood. You know, these people, the next one is they have, for some reason, they got a lie a lot. Number four is they are pathological liars. Now, we've all, you know, been known to tell a white lie or two to somebody. I just told this lady the other day that her her wig was cute when it was a, a mess. But she looked so sad at the bar. You know, I didn't think it was going to be any harm. But this is worse. Like, they do things that they really don't have to lie about. Like, for instance, they'll give you a donut and say they made it themselves. Or bring you your favorite bottle of wine and say they went clear across town to get it. These men have to lie and they lie about everything. Number five, they are very manipulative. Okay. After spending time with you, they know you. They know you better than you know yourself, best friend. They will do the things necessary to first win you over. Now, it's usually through being very consistent. I mean, you know the guy who continues to call, call, and call. And at first, you're like, get out my face. But after a while, you kind of look forward to it because at least they see me. So these people are really good at getting you. But once they get you, they will do something wrong, okay? They have to, and they are good. And because they are good, they will convince you that what they did wrong was as a result of you. So for instance, the calls will stop for a little while and you're like, damn, I kind of miss this person. Why isn't he calling me anymore? He knows what he's doing. It's all a game and the end result is your soul. So this person is the worst cunning person you've ever met in your life. If you had this man around you, get him away, okay? Number six, lack of guilt or remorse, okay? Once they have you, like I said, they will do wrong. It's in their nature, and they won't have any qualms about it. They don't care about hurting you. They don't care about making you feel bad. But trust me, even if they give you an apology, these people are incapable of feeling guilt, okay? It's all about their end game. Number seven, and I hope I'm keeping these things in order because there's so many of them, but the number seven is what's been known as the shallow effect. You ever tell somebody something and they give you this look that doesn't really suit the emotion that's going on? That's what the shallow effect is. And a lot of psychopaths have it. You know, 
when they hurt you, their response is so far off from what is going on that is actually scary. Let's say, for instance, you catch them cheating. They may be smiling or pretend to be sorry, but their facial expression is not matching what's going on. Or if they go through a major setback, like losing their home, they may have zero emotion on their faces. And I actually have a theory about why the shallow effect may exist. I don't know if you guys like dogs. I love dogs, puppies, um, mostly more than anything. But um, you ever had a puppy and you were told you couldn't get the puppy right away because the puppy had to remain around his mother, father, and siblings? It's normally because... When the puppy is around his siblings, they're learning different things. They're learning different doggy emotions and stuff like that. For instance, if they bite their brother too hard, that brother may send them clear across the room with the paw. Um, If they play too rough, the mother may have to discipline them. So they need that interaction early on to learn how to deal with you. Well, I believe psychopaths are not being held as children or as babies so they aren't really, really around other people and they can't read emotions properly. So when they are in a situation where a facial expression is needed, for instance, if somebody that they claim to care about gives them some bad news, their facial expression will be off because they haven't really been around many people as children. And so they it's disconnected for life, you know. And I think that's what happens. And it's so freaky. Psychopaths normally have it. And it is very weird because you can do a lot of things, but your face will normally tell the truth. Okay. Number eight, they have a lack of empathy. You know, they don't care about anybody else but themselves, even if they tell you they do. You could come to them with the story about somebody, you know, that you care about who was hurt and they would be callous about it. I mean, unemotional about it and be like, okay. And they just do not care. And even if they fake it, it's not sincere. Okay. These people have zero empathy. Number nine is pretty deep. These people are parasites. You have to think about what a parasite is. A parasite attaches itself to its host for food and it will kill its host from the inside. Even though the host may die, it is focused. And so are these people. Okay. Psychopaths tend to look for something in women that they can use. And it's not love. They have no use for the emotion. Okay. They generally go after powerful, bossy women who have themselves together, okay? So think entrepreneurs, um, women who can make a way even if they don't have a business. Perhaps she has one or two jobs. She may have a nice house, a nice car. Anything that he can attach himself to, not only to be able to eat from, but also be able to say, look, this is what we got. He may have just come in with a car, but this is how we're living. This is what a parasite will do. Okay. And they will continue to attach themselves to you until they kill you and have your soul. And guess what? When this happens, he's stronger than you. Number 10, they have very, very poor behavioral controls. Okay. They are 
impulsive. If they feel anger, they will lash out or hurt you. Okay. If they're horny, they will get sex. If you don't give it to them, that's not a problem. They're going to get it from somebody else. These people will act off of impulses all of the time. It's in their nature. It's their way. The storyteller in me feels the need to put this together a little bit for the first 10. Okay. So let's say you are at a bar and you meet this guy. Let's call him Marco. And Marco has been giving you the eye all night long. And you need this because you had a bad day at work. That bitch who's supposed to take over your shift didn't show up. And now you got to pull an extra two, three hours. So you kind of stress. And this fine young thing keeps looking at you, okay? He has on the white t-shirt with the chain, the fresh jeans, the new sneaks. You like the bad boy, always did. So he is what you're looking for all the way around. That's the grandiosity. He has to appeal to you. That's number one. Actually, it's number two on my list. Then he finally makes his way to you. The first thing he says is, damn, I've been looking at you all night. For real? Yeah, I know you got niggas in here going crazy. I mean, look at you. I mean, I just threw something on. Yeah, I can't tell, Ma. I mean, I'm feeling everything. So this is his charm. He's giving this to you hard. He has to pour it on hard. This is work. This is his job. He does this for a living. Okay. So that was the superficial charm and the grandiosity was his clothes. Okay. So let's say now y'all go on a date and you've been kind of boring to tell you the truth in most of your life. So you meet him and all he wants to do is take you out. He drives a little fast down the road, but but that's okay. You know, you can handle that. You tell him, you know, can you slow down a little bit? And he say, oh, I got you, mom, scaring you. He wants you to be scared because that's a part of him being stimulated in some way. Especially when you say, kinda. And then he says, how about I pull this car over and let's fuck. Now, I'm being crass, but... You like the bad boy, so you are really feeling this, okay? So he pulls the car over, and for some reason, he know how to manipulate the seats and everything so that he can hit that thing just right. And you're like, oh, my God. You always heard the saying that psychopaths make the best lovers. They actually say crazy women have the best sex, but so are the men. Crazy men know every point on your body and since most women are different they will learn yours and when they learn your code there is no getting it up there is no going away you will need this man there will not be another man to make you feel any better than this fool he knows what he's doing so he just keep going at you and then going at you and then but before you know it you screaming his name okay that's stimulation but stimulation don't stop there after y'all finish, all of a sudden he's kind of different and like separate from you emotionally. You wonder why. Did I do something wrong? No, I just got a lot of shit on my mind. I mean, is it something that I didn't do? Did you know, did you want me to do something? No, just leave me alone. But I don't understand. Leave me the fuck alone, all right? 
You know what, nigga? Fuck you. I knew I shouldn't have been bothered with you in the first place. My friend said you look like a creep and blah, blah, blah. And you're just giving him everything. And while you're yelling at him, he is so into it. Like you can see him light up. This is his need for stimulation. And this, ladies, is number three on my list today. So now you guys been dating because his fuck game is on point and you can't get rid of him. So, you know, what are you going to do? So you're dating him and things like that. And he actually said he was going to be on his way and he didn't come right away. And you're wondering where you, where he is because you had kind of been looking forward to it all day. Because again, you hate your job and you need some excitement. And he is the answer the whole time. This fool been sitting up the street from your house, just watching. And he could have knocked on the door on time, but that's not what he does. He is a very, pathological lying person you know he has to do these things it's a part of his game and that was number four so now he pulls up and he tells you you know I'm feeling like this ain't really working why I mean I feel like you always pressing me and shit you know I got my own life you know I I can't be having a woman keep pressing me okay I can change. Nah, you know, this ain't going to work for me. I'm out. And he leaves and you emotionally wreck. Like, what did you do? You didn't do anything. This fool is being cunning and being manipulative. And he got you right where he wants you. And that's number five on my list. Now, you're calling him and you're leaving these messages and you're crying your little heart out. You are roped. Okay. He has you where he wants you. And you don't know what to do. And you're calling him crying. And he like, I mean, what you want me to do? I just want you to tell me if there's anything I can do. I mean, for real, I told you, man. I don't even know if I want this no more. I, I know, but I was thinking if maybe I can cook you something and all that. No, I'm going to let you know. He has no remorse or guilt. What do you want from this man? This is number six on my list. So finally, you show up at his house. You can't take it no more. And you show up at his house and you're crying your eyes out. He opens the door, but he's smiling. Like, you come all the way over here for that. I mean, do you love me? I mean, yeah, I got some feelings for you. But it's not showing on his face. It's not showing on his face because this man is incapable of even faking it. And he really doesn't care. And that's number seven on my list. So, let's say... You call off work. You really hated the job anyway, but you've been calling off work and it's a possibility that you may be fired. But you got to be careful because the next one on my list won't allow that because he probably get rid of you. But anyway, you know, you you've been calling off work. You know, it's a possibility you may lose your job and you call him and you give him all that. And you're like, so that's my fault. He has zero empathy. This is number eight on my list. So. You have made some situations work out to your benefit at work and you got a promotion and you about to get a bigger house. You had a little two bedroom something, you know, before, but thanks to you proving to your boss that you actually wanted to be there, even though you didn't, they give you a promotion. You should see this house. I mean, your house is beautiful. I mean, you got four bedrooms, you got the two car garage, and you also got this parasite that's on its way. He wants to move in with you because your house is his house. That kind of luxury makes him look good. 
He has now attached himself to you. And that is number nine on my list. So now you guys are playing man and wife, even though you're not married. He probably won't marry you unless he feels he has to, unless he knows that there is someone lingering around who may want to come in and swoop you off your feet. He reserves those big moves for the last end results because he needs lots of women. But uh, I digress. I'm going too far. Okay, so y'all having another fight and it really wasn't that big. It was kind of small, you know, considering the grand scheme of things. But he just lashes out and just pushes you against the wall and you hiccup. And you're like, why are you doing that? But this isn't the first time he done that. He has acted out before, like when he tried to crawl in bed with you when you didn't feel like having sex, but he put the thing in anyway. And then, you know, you got mad. And so he went out and God's only know where he went, but your heart knows he went to see another woman. That is number 10. He has poor behavioral control. He has no access on being able to control his emotions. That's our top 10 for this week, ladies. I hope you love it. If you know this person, get away. Talk to you soon. I'm Toy Styles, your best friend in a handbag. Have a good day.